Attention all Formula One racing fans. Support your favorite F1 racing podcast by donating a cup of coffee today. Our podcast is fueled by your donations, and we rely on your support to keep the engines revving and the content flowing. Don't miss out on the latest updates and analysis from the world of F1. Show your support by visiting our website at buymeacoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast and donating now. Every dollar counts and helps us keep the wheels turning towards the finish line. Join us in the race to the top and show your support for your favorite F1 Racing Podcast. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast and donate today. In this week's episode of the F1 Racing Podcast, we get you caught up on the off-season news, and there is a plethora. Trust me. I got the best birthday present I could ask for, and it might just shock you. And we get you ready for the first race of the season in Bahrain. This is the American-made F1 Racing Podcast. Welcome to the F1 Racing Podcast, an American-made podcast with the G-forces to hit your G-spot. And now, the man who still doesn't know what track reduction systems are, your shockingly decent host, Billy Simpson. Well, well, welcome back to the F1 Racing Podcast, an American-made podcast with the goods to give it to you straight. I'm your host, Billy Simpson, and we have a fantastic show for you today. We have an epic off-season and silly season started early. We'll talk about team moves, contract renewals, and Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari in 2025. My my girlfriend got me the best gift an F1 fan man could ask for, a cameo from a Red Bull driver. We'll listen to the audio a little bit later in the show, and we'll get you ready for the first race of the season in Bahrain. But before we jump into this high-flying action-packed and many other descriptive hyphenated word pairings, let's take a quick break for our sponsors. Are you a sports enthusiast or just like to be entertained with wholesome fucking fun? Well, then check out Us Playing Through on Instagram and YouTube. Go behind the scenes with a hilarious couple that have fallen truly, madly, and deeply in love as they navigate various topics like playing golf, watching Formula One motorsports, and cooking all from the perspective of a couple just playing through this thing called life. Go to Instagram and YouTube to like, subscribe, and follow Us Playing Through and stay up to date with our latest posts and videos. Link is provided in the episode summary. It's a new season, and we're about to get started at Bahrain. So let's take a look at the betting odds for the winner of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Up first, we have defending world champion Max Verstappen at minus 300. Always a safe bet there. Then we have Charles Leclerc at plus 900. 
Sergio Perez plus 1200, Carlos Sainz plus 2000, George Russell plus 2000, Lando Norris plus 2000, Lewis Hamilton plus 2000, Fernando Alonso plus 2800, Oscar Piastri plus 3300, and then the rest of the pack. We've got Daniel Ricciardo at plus 25,000. So if you're looking to put a bet down for the first race and we don't know what's going to happen this year, it's probably going to be a safe bet to put Red Bull and Max Verstappen at a minus 300. $100 bet will make you 30 bucks. So, well, hold on. It's a minus 300, so you'd have to bet 300 to win 100 back. So yeah, I think I had that right. That's where I'm putting my safe money. Max Verstappen, minus 300. For the Bahrain Grand Prix 2024. Let's get you caught up on the news that happens during the offseason. So at the beginning of the offseason, there was a report that uh, Mercedes um, was Toto Wolff's team principal was colluding with his wife who started out the F1 Academy. It's a women's academy for racers. And the FIA uh, said they were responding to uh, complaints from all these different teams uh, saying that they were worried about this collusion because his wife would be privy to a lot more as basically an owner of a whole league, the F1 Academy, and she would be able to pass information on to Toto. Well, it come to find out every single team denied these allegations that they had reached out to the Formula One and that they were worried about it so that news kind of hit a skid and no one was really talking about it anymore not sure what's going to happen with that but keep stay tuned to see what happens with that um let's see Drake launches Sauber's new era uh, Sauber, which is you know used to be the Alfa Romeo, is now called Kick Sauber. Um, it's a lime green livery. It's unmissable on the track, so uh, look out for them. But yeah, so they're they're restyling their car. Uh, Madrid is going to join the F1 calendar from 2026 and beyond depending on well, it looks like 2026 to 2035 there we did have a loss in the formula one family uh, f1 sent out their thoughts uh, to the family and friends and colleagues of gil de ferran winner of the indianapolis 500 and formerly sporting director for honda and mclaren in formula one he has passed away so keep him in your wishes and your best wishes there. Um, let's see what other news we have to talk about. We do have some new rule changes uh, for 2024. Uh, the first is the review time periods. 
Um, teams can try and revisit decisions that have already been ruled upon as long as they provide a significant and relevant new element discovered which was unavailable to the party seeking the review at the time of the decision concerned. The window to lodge such an appeal was previously 14 days from the decision being made, but now teams must do so within four days or 96 hours with the potential for a 24 hour extension to the deadline in special circumstances. Let's see, the second rule change, increase in potential fines. Uh, not only are teams facing smaller windows to lodge certain appeals, but both they and their drivers could be facing bigger fines for breaking the rules. In the past, the maximum fine that the stewards could impose under the sporting code was 270k, but that was quadrupled this year to now sit at looks like a million euros. So it'll be over a million bucks uh, for the maximum fine. Um, the third change, uh, F1 sprint, sprint weekend format tweak. Um, let's see, the sprint returns in 2024 with six events to look forward to. Uh, Brazil, Austria, Austin, and Qatar, China, and Miami are joining in the lineup for the first time. Let's see here, the um, it's going to look slightly different. Small tweak to the format for this year's sprint qualifying will move from Saturday to Friday following an initial free practice session for track accl acclimatization and setup work. The sprint will then take place on Saturday ahead of qualifying for the Grand Prix later that day. Now they had flip-flopped it all last year, but the year before with the sprint formats, it looks like they're going back to that. So on Friday, we're gonna have a practice one and then the sprint qualifying. And then Saturday morning, we're gonna have the sprint race. And then that evening, we're gonna have qualifying for the race. Um, let's see, fourth change, bigger promotional events. Uh, in the past, okay, I don't care about that. Uh, fifth change, changes to testing old cars. Teams are allowed to run cars that are at least two years old as part of a testing program, which often provides opportunities for young drivers. It's a major change. Uh, the 2021 car was also allowed to be used in 2022 as it provided so little crossover information that it wouldn't be valuable to the current car. However, with the 2022 car now becoming part of the permitted testing of previous car program, it has been clarified that all components have to have run at least once, either in an official testing session or race weekend to then be allowed on a previous car. Interesting. Uh, the sixth rule change, increased cap X limits. The introduction of the cost cap has seen the gap between the front and the back of the grid closing up with all 10 teams making multiple Q3 appearances last year. In order to ensure the biggest teams don't have a locked in advantage due to this cost cap, teams can now spend more over a four year period on the capital expenditure, CapEx, in order to upgrade their facilities. What was a limit of 45 million for the rolling four years has been increased to 65 million for the four teams that have finished in the bottom four of the standings on average since 2024. The three teams that have averaged in the middle of the standings in that time, McLaren have all increased CapEx limit of 58 million 
while the top three of Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari can spend $51 million over the four-year period. That's interesting how the different standings places will uh, drive how much money you have for the cost cap. Very interesting. Uh, the only thing I'd have to say to that is those teams at the bottom, good luck raising all that money. It seems like they already have enough problems trying to raise money to, to stay relevant as, as it is. Uh, the seventh rule change, even more strict roll hoop requirements. So on top of last year's changes to the shape of roll hoop designs and a minimum height for the point of application of the homologation test, from this year, roll hoops must be able to withstand a much stricter load test to make them even more robust in the case of a similar accident to the to the one Joe Guanyu experienced last year at the British Grand Prix. He flipped upside down, dented his helmet. It was it was pretty rough that wreck right there. He ended up sliding into the gravel <clears throat> for the length of a football field maybe and then slamming into the fences and the, the tires almost running into you know fans that were spectating the eighth rule plan for will displays dropped since the introduction of the 2022 regs cars have had wheel covers that have an impact on aerodynamics these have also opened up opportunities for displaying information and originally the intention was for wheel covers to carry a rotating display with them this year. That change would have had an, would have had an impact on the overall weight limit of the car too, but while the details were previously included in the regulations, they were retracted during last year <clears throat> and now won't be implemented in 2024. It's an area that could be revisited in the future though. And lastly, DRS activation. One additional change that is was agreed upon by the F1 commission is this season, DRS activation for the race will be anticipated to one lap as opposed to two laps after the start of the race or the restart following a, a safety car. Okay, here's another. That's interesting. So instead of two laps, you'll get one lap. So that'll keep them closer together and could call could uh, cause some really good racing as they're all continuing to to be very close um, one other rule change that has been altered power unit rules last year teams were allowed to use four of each of the internal combustion engines motor generator unit <clears throat> the heat mgu-h motor generator unit kinetic mgu-k and the turbocharger before they would pick up a grid penalty. That was due to the length of the season, with teams allowed to develop their power units for the reliability purposes. Those increased limits were only in place for 2023. However, with this year originally seeing a return to three of each of the ICE, MGUH, MGUK, and TC, the F1 Commission meeting um, has had an, a proposal, let's see, February 5th, proposal to increase the power unit allocation to four per driver for the 2024 and 2025 seasons was agreed upon. <clears throat> so you will be allowed four uh, internal combustion engines, uh, the power unit, uh, the heating power unit, the kinetic power unit, motor generator, and the turbocharger. And let's see, what other news do we have here? We got the changes. 
Um, a little bit later, we're going to talk about some of the team mix-ups, the new um, team principles. Let's see, we got that. This, oh, the new sporting director. So Steve Nilsson, FIA sporting director, quit after less than a year on the job and is being replaced by Tim Malian as the new sporting director. Um, not, not really... Uh, up to date on who these guys are but um, we'll see how this goes uh, if they're in anyone if the new guy uh, Malian is in anyone's pocket like uh, the 2021 season revealed um, don't even remember that guy's name and no one cares so we're not even going to worry about that uh, Gunther Steiner has left Haas uh, just the other day it was uh, rumored that um, uh, Steiner, as he was getting all these new uh, sponsors for the team, requested to have a percentage of ownership of the Haas team. Gene denied that, so it, he's out. And that, that's news that just came out like last week. I don't know how true that is, but those are some rumors that I've been hearing on social media. It seems that Andretti Cadillac has been rejected by F1 uh, to join, join the paddock. And all that actually came from the team owners because originally F1 said, yes, you're good, you can qualify, but as long as all the other teams vote on this, um, but yeah, so in 2026, we're not going to see Andretti Cadillac, but the door is still open for 2028. Fingers crossed. Let's see what else we got. Oh, so we talked about Sauber, but let's talk about the new Alpha Tari. So they're not called Alpha Tari anymore. They're called Visa Cash App Red Bull. And the easiest way I'm going to say that this season is V-Carb. Okay, because I'm not going to say Visa Cash App Red Bull RB, but yeah, it's Red Bull's, you know, B team, honestly. And um, there's been some, some complaints from many team principals, including Zach Brown from McLaren, CEO, um, talking about collusion. So is VCARB going to be utilizing? A lot of the same components that Red Bull was using last year in the RB19, which is probably going to be just—it's going to be a lot faster than the bottom half of the the the, the standings here or the grid, if if you will. So uh, yeah, look for some collusion there um, to start the the race. Okay, so yeah, it looks like that's going to get you caught up on the news. A little bit later, we're going to talk a little bit more on uh, some team shifts um, and there's a big one with Lewis Hamilton who is moving to Ferrari 2026 and uh, I I'm excited about it but then again all this money that I've spent on Mercedes swag um, is obsolete so it looks like I might have to get a can of red paint and throw that all over all my Mercedes gear to to show my support and to let everyone know that yes, I will be rooting for Ferrari uh, once Lewis Hamilton moves to their team.
All right, and now let's talk about the most epic birthday present an F1 fan man could receive from his girlfriend. So my birthday is February 5th, and my girlfriend was trying to surprise me with this gift, and she tried to set up a camera to record my reaction. She didn't hit record or she was having problems with it, and she turned on all the lights in the living room, which I usually don't, you know, we'll just have a couple lamps on, you know, um, and I walk back inside and all the lights are on. And she said, Hey, you know, I just got this email. Um, and I, I think you should probably take a look at it. And we had just switched over to new Verizon service. So I said, Oh, was it an email from Verizon? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, do you want me to turn these lights off? She's like, Oh, no, you can just leave them on. Let's take a look at this email. Well, so then she gives me the present. It's a cameo from Liam Lawson, future F1 champion Liam Lawson. Yes, bold prediction. He will be a champion driver, championship driver in the future. But so she she shows it to me. I'm ecstatic. Then she goes to try to look at the recording of the surprise gift she gave me. And there was nothing there. So right now I'm actually going to play the, the, the cameo for you. And I want you to pay attention to what uh, Mr. Lawson says, because we're going to hold him to it. Oh, yeah, we're going to hold him to it. Hey, Billy, I just wanted to say um, happy birthday. I hope you have a, a really, really good day. Um, I also wanted to say thank you very much for supporting me. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's been, uh, um, last year was a, a crazy season. Um, so obviously now um, doing everything we can to try and get back in a car as soon as possible. But for now, um, we have to wait a little bit. But I want to say thank you, yeah, for su- for supporting me. Um, and also here you have your, your own racing Formula One podcast as well, which is sick. So maybe one day we can tear up an episode. Happy birthday. Oh, you're damn right. We're going to be teeing up an episode, Liam Lawson. What a great gift. I I was so ecstatic when my girlfriend gave me that. Um, Jessica, you're the love of my life. Thank you so much for that gift. And yeah, Liam Lawson, let's tee this up. Let's get an episode going. Anyone know his management? Um, he, he put it in words and verbal agreement is binding in Texas and I am located in Texas. So now he may not have been in Texas when he said that, but I'm still going to hold him to it. I think it's going to hold up in court. We're not going to have to go that far because Liam, I'm sure is going to be just forthright and upfront. And he's going to come and do an episode of the F1 racing podcast. Can't wait for that day. for the race in Bahrain. That's right, the first race of 2024. It feels like it's been 80 years since we've seen Formula One. They just finished their testing, but you know, the the main thing I want to talk about there are the upgrades that Red Bull has brought to the car. Nui, the genius who has designed multiple championship cars, has changed up the game again with his new Red Bull car. Now, 
everyone's comparing it to the zero side pod design of the Mercedes from last year, but I would say it still has a side pod. It's it's small, but it still does have an air intake on that side pod, unlike Mercedes, who had none, uh, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it's... I feel like everyone's sandbagging during, you know, practice and you don't know what the fuel loads are and you're not truly maybe not pushing the car as much as it could go and you're, you're trying to keep a few things under wraps, but it was, um, it was, it was, it was just fun to see the new cars out there and everyone talking about the new designs and trying to pick them apart and looking at the the front suspensions where I think it was uh, Aston Martin and Red Bull that had uh, push rods whereas Mercedes and Ferrari had pull rods maybe even McLaren had pull rods so the suspension is going to have a lot to do with their speed and I know Nui has talked about that talked about that in the past so testing take it as a grain of salt we're not going to see what's going to happen until week one and it it is upon us so the wait is over let's talk about the the team lineups um both drivers as well as the team principal we'll also look at the reserve drivers for 2024 so for red bull we have verstappen and perez are returning to drive and then horner is the team principal liam lawson will be their reserve driver then for Aston Martin, we have Stroll and Alonso driving with Crack as the team principal. We'll go and do the reserve drivers in a second. I've got that on a different sheet over here. For McLaren, we've got Norris and Piastri returning. Stella is the team principal there. Albon and Sargent are the drivers. Volz will be the team principal for Williams. At Kick Sauber, we've got Botas and Joe Guan Yu. And Aluna Bravi will be their team principal. Hamilton and Russell are driving for Mercedes with Toto Wolf as the team principal. Charles Leclerc and Sainz are the drivers for Ferrari. And Fred Vasseur is the team principal. For Alpine, we have Gasly and Alcon as the drivers. And Famine as the team principal. Magnussen and Hulkenberg are driving for Haas. And this still says Steiner, but he's gone. So I'll have to get some, some updates on that. And for AlphaTauri, we've got Sunoda and Ricardo and Mekis from Ferrari. Let me just do a quick little search here for Haas team principal. And we'll get this straightened out real quick. Uh, who replaced him? Komatsu. That's right. Uh, the gentleman that sits on the uh, just to the right of Steiner in the three box uh, pit block um, so yeah that that's pretty interesting there we'll see how that goes I mean he's still working with Haas uh, equipment so I'm not expecting too much especially in his first season there let's see about uh, the reserve drivers real quick um Let's see. Okay, so for Red Bull, we talked about Liam Lawson. Mercedes, we have Mick Schumacher and Frederic Vesti. Ferrari, we have quite a few. We have Oliver Behrman, Antonio Giovinazzi, and Robert Schwartzman. For Aston Martin, we have Felipe Drogovic. 
for McLaren, we have Ryo Hurakawa and Pato Award. For Alpine, we have Jack Duhon. For the V-Carb team, which is the Red Bull V team, we have also Liam Lawson. So he's reserve driver for two teams there. For Stake F1, the Kick Sauber team, we have Theo Porcher and Zane Maloney. For Williams, um, they actually haven't decided on one when I took a screenshot of this. Uh, so that is to be continued or to be determined. For Haas, we have Pietro Fittipaldi and Oliver Behrman as well. So it looks like Oliver Behrman is reserve driver for Ferrari and Haas. That's interesting. Um, another quick note I was going to talk about was the the V-Carb and Red Bull situation. So, so the two drivers, we have Max Verstappen and we have Perez for Red Bull. And then we have Daniel Ricciardo and Yuki Tsunoda. Now, it's said that, oh, if Perez wasn't performing in midpoint of this season or even earlier than that, then they would move Ricardo up to the driver's seat and then give Lawson the seat there at uh, V-Carb. But I don't know about that. Uh, Lawson deserves a seat. Okay, I think we, we could all agree on that. But... He signed with Red Bull specifically. Now, they said he would be a reserve driver, but in 2025, he would have a seat. Now, not sure that actually means for the Red Bull team or the V-Carb team. Or the V-Carb team. So, we'll have to stay tuned for that. But I think there's going to be some shakeups um, during early to mid-season for Red Bull and AlphaTauri based upon you know Perez's performance. So something to look out for there. Let's also talk about you know the one thing I wanted to talk about as well are contracts. Let's let's talk about contracts for a little bit because what's in the news right now is obviously Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari in 2025. So he had you know it was a big debacle last year. Oh, when's he when's he gonna get a new contract with the Mercedes? When's that gonna happen? And and it never it, or it did, but they only signed him for a short-term contract, which for the life of me I do not understand. Uh, because he's a seven-time world champion. He's freaking amazing. How could they let him go? But looks like he's gonna be bringing the the heat. There at Ferrari, and um, they should be very competitive here shortly, um, within this season or maybe even the next. Hopefully, it, it will be next year. It'd be nice if Mercedes was competitive this year, and, and Lewis got his eighth world championship. But I, I just don't have any faith on, in what's going on over there at, at Mercedes. But back to the contracts. Okay, so the contracts for Verstappen. And Perez. Verstappen's contract is up in 2028. Perez at the end of this year, 2024. Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton. Contract up in 2024. Will be joining Ferrari in 2025. George Russell's contract up at the end of 2025. Ferrari's um, 
contract. So Charles Leclerc, it's a multi-year season. He just renewed. It, his was up at the end of 2024, but he just got renewed. Whereas Carlos Sainz did not. His ends at the end of 2024 this year. And again, like I said, Hamilton will be moving there in 2025. Where will Sainz go, though? That's an interesting topic of discussion. Uh, McLaren. Looks like Norris and Piastri's contracts are up at the end of 2026. Um, there's an asterisk next to Norris's contract number there, though, so we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, Aston Martin. Fernando Alonso's contract at the end of this year. His uh, contract is up. And then Stroll. It's it's a rolling contract since his daddy owns the team. Daddy Stroll's not going to fire his, his only son there. Um, Alpine, Esteban Alcon and Pierre Gasly's contract up at the end of 2024. Williams, Albon, end of 2025. Sargent at the end of this year, 2024. Daniel Ricciardo and Tsunoda for uh, VCARB. Their contracts are up at the end of this year, 2024. Valtteri Bottas and Guan Yu, both of their contracts for the stake F1 kick Sauber team are at, up at the end of this year in 2024. And then Haas with Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hulkenberg. Both of their contracts are up at the end of this year. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13 people, 13 drivers whose contracts end at the end of this year. And the only one we know where he's going will be Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari in 2025. It's going to be a really great season, full of news. We're going to cover it all here on the F1 Racing Podcast. So... It's going to be a silly season like no other. I have 13, 13 out of 20 drivers. It's going to be epic. Week to week, who knows what's going to happen here. Let's see. What else can we talk about? Okay. Uh, David Brivio is going to leave Alpine after three years. Um, he was He's parting ways with the director uh with director of racing expansion projects. Uh, we talked about Drake. We talked about Madrid, the rule changes, the team lineups, the new FIA sporting director, uh, Steiner leaving Haas. Alan Permain is to make his F1 return with a V carb. Um, we talked about Andretti. Let's talk about the penalty points coming into the 2024 season. Looks like Perez has seven, which is the highest. Logan Sargent has six penalty points. Stroll has five. Hamilton and Russell both have four points. Sunoda has three. Verstappen, Hulkenberg, Guan Yu, Botas, and Sainz all have two penalty points coming into the season. And... That's that's that that does it for all the the lineup changes. And we talked a little bit more about uh, Lewis Hamilton. We talked a little bit more about V Carb their situation. Um, 
Now let's talk about the race this weekend. Round one, the Formula One Golf Air Bahrain Grand Prix 2023, takes place at the Bahrain International Circuit. The first Grand Prix was hosted here in 2004. The circuit length is 3.4 miles. The total race distance is 191.5 miles in 57 laps. This is a clockwise circuit with 15 corners and 3 DRS detection zones. The current lap record is held by Pedro De La Rosa in 2005 with a 1 minute 31.447 seconds lap time. Now, this is a brand new season, so who knows what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and say that Red Bull have the edge again because I believe halfway through the offseason they had mentioned that Okay, yeah, we're done working on the RB20. Now we're going to do some work on the RB21 for 2025. So, like I had said earlier, the safe money is probably going to be on Max Verstappen and that Red Bull team. Uh, Last year, the top 10 finishers were Max Verstappen, P1, Perez, P2, Alonso, P3, Sainz, P4, Hamilton, P5, Stroll, P6, Russell, P7, Botas P8, Gasly P9, and Albon P10. So quite a uh, mix in the top 10 last year. You had Red Bull, Aston Martin, both drivers there, both drivers Red Bull, uh, only one driver from Ferrari, both drivers from Mercedes, um, Valtteri Botas from Alfa Romeo, <clears throat> now kicked Stake F1 or Kick Sauber, and then Albon from Williams, which I expect him to have a pretty good showing. You know, there were rumors of where he might go. Oh, he's going to go back to Red Bull, but I believe that Williams and Vols, the the team principal, uh, were able to get a contract going through 2025 with Williams to continue. So uh, don't count out Williams because Vols comes from Mercedes and he is a perfectionist and I think he has made some great leeway uh, mid-season last year and this year hopefully he'll continue that march forward so it's going to be a great race I know you're excited I'm excited I can't wait for the festivities the race is actually going to take place on Saturday this year so Uh, I I believe both of the first two Grand Prix will be taking place on Saturday. So that means Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. Thursday, you'll have your practice sessions. Friday, you'll have a practice session and qualifying. And then Saturday, it's race day, baby. 2024 has arrived. Attention all F1 racing podcast fans. Do you love the thrill of high-speed races and the excitement of watching your favorite drivers compete for the championship title? If so, you won't want to miss our F1 racing podcast. But we need your help to keep our podcast running and bring you the latest updates and analysis from the world of F1. We rely on your donations to cover production costs and bring you the best content possible. 
Visit www.buymecoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast and donate today. Every minute counts in the fast-paced world of motorsports, and we need your support today to keep our podcast on track. Visit www.buymecoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast. Your donation will help us keep the engines revving and ensure that we can continue to provide you with the insider scoop on all the latest news and race highlights. The website is www.buymecoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast. So don't wait, donate now to help us keep our podcast going strong at www.buymecoffee.com slash F1 Racing Podcast. Every dollar counts and helps us keep the wheels turning. Join us in the race towards the finish line and show your support for your favorite F1 racing podcast at www.buymecoffee.com slash F1 racing podcast. In conclusion, wait a second. There was one last piece of news that I forgot to talk about, and that is Horner and his hornball tendencies. Apparently, there was a employee, a female employee, that he was sending text messages to that were not very professional. Um, those texts have not gotten out yet, and it was said that Horner actually tried to offer a you know settlement out of court for, I think it was 600 K, maybe something like that. Um, but I believe that was denied. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. He was supposed to be meeting with FIA and, or maybe even just his team there in, in, in London or England, same place. But um, the news will be coming out within the next few weeks. I did read an article um, online now, again, it's online. So take it with a grain of salt, but, uh, it was an article saying that Ford was not too happy about these allegations of sexual harassment or, or whatever the, the, the allegations are. It's not too clear what has happened. They're not, but Ford is not too happy because they actually, you know, they have a persona. They have a reputation to uphold and to get involved with Red Bull in 2025 could be on the could be on the skids if Horner is not released or if they don't get to the bottom of this Ford might be backing out of Red Bull again I read this all online so take it with a grain of salt but we'll stay tuned within the coming weeks again this is going to be a saucy season 13 drivers contracts are almost up. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, we heard, is moving to Ferrari in 2025. We don't know where Carlos Sainz is going. Uh, we don't know where Perez is going. Alonso's contract's up. We don't know where he's going to go. Uh, there's so many news stories here. So this season is going to be epic, like no other season on the F1 Racing Podcast. So stay tuned for all of that. We got you caught up on all the news in the off season. We talked about Liam Lawson sending a cameo my way and volunteering to tee up an episode. I'm going to hold you to that, Liam. We love you. And we also talked about some of the the team changes um, and the the, the lineup changes. 
Um, the name changes for the teams uh, to get you ready for the first race of the season in Bahrain. So get your sport and get ready, baby. Get that comfortable seat on the couch going because 2024 is back, baby. And I can't wait. Woo! about does it for today's f1 racing podcast i'd like to thank my fans in frankfurt m maine germany spring texas chicago illinois and many more for having the courage to listen to this amazingly informative and entertaining podcast and to everyone else listening to this yes that means you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast share it with all your friends and enemies follow me on facebook x the gram TikTok, and YouTube at F1 Racing Podcast, and give me a shiny review on iTunes. Till next time, be good or be good at being bad, whichever you do better. You've been listening to the F1 Racing Podcast. Tune in next time to see what Billy will say next. And for God's sake, buy him a cup of coffee at our website. The website is buymeacoffee.com forward slash F1 Racing Podcast.